Let's do it. You're Liz Golding. You're Matt Bull. And this is a podcast called Questionable People. That was flawless. Love that intro. It's my new favorite intro. <laughs> do you know why I started doing uh, the saying your name instead of my name? No, why? Because I have a complex about saying my own name. Because my entire life, nobody, like the first time I meet somebody, nobody hears either the Matt or the Bull correctly when I say my name. But when other people say my name, it's not a problem. What do you What do you mean? Like you say your name and then they don't understand? Yeah, like if I say Matt Bull as my name, people will hear like either they'll mishear Bull as I, Ball like, or Bull oh, or Bell. I was thinking B-O-L-L. Yeah. Matt Bull. Yeah. Matt Bull. Or they'll mishear like just as often people, I say Matt and people hear Ben or Max or... I don't know whether it's like the frequency of my voice is just not built for my act- the saying of my actual name. But. That's very strange. Yeah, no, I feel like your voice, uh, you, your name should maybe be more interesting. If you like your voice suggests a more interesting name. Oh, interesting. Th- uh, thanks. I don't, I've never had that complex, so I'll just add it to the mix now. Thank- I mean, Bull is a pretty great last name. People don't mispronounce. They they get your name wrong, but people mispronounce my last name. That's true. All the time. That's true. If people see my name written, they're fine. But your name, that's a different story. The mailman asked me how to say my name two days ago. And he's been my mailman for years. How did that feel? Fine. Actually, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciated it. Because most people just say it wrong. They just say goulding instead of golding. Um, also, one time someone told me I was pronouncing my last name incorrectly. <laughs> was this person a male? Yeah, if you'd like to know. Yeah, yeah. He was like, that's not how you say your last name. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't, you don't decide that. <laughs> I decide that. So. Cool. Well, I just felt like I needed to unburden myself of that. Like I should have known it was a self-interested Thing. Yeah, they're usually a safe bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, this is our podcast, episode six. We did it. We made it to six. To six. I'm going to maybe just, just going to say, say that, that every time. time. We made it. We did we it. We made it to seven. We did it. Um, um, uh, we, sh- we did want to say, we forgot to mention last week for uh, our last guest, Kim Alexander, who is a teacher and a very talented artist. If you go to our website, questionablepodcast.com, you can see some of the art that we discussed on that show. She was delightful, mm-hmm. just all around. Um, and then this week we have a less delightful guest. Far, far less delightful. <laughs> but very funny, and very enjoyable, and mildly, mildly offensive. Yeah, is that fair? Yeah, and I think we he brought out the offensiveness in us as well. So yeah, we all, I, we all contributed to the to the appalling moments. Upon reflection, we talked about uh, anti-vaxxers. You two talked me into uh, liking Bernie a little more, oh, which, see, I, I, which was... I really enjoyed. Two, two men telling me 
like uh, mansplaining Bernie. <laughs> but then I came around, so I think well, it was fine. And it wasn't. I don't want to scare people off, right? But it's not like either of us were were, were vocally pro Bernie. We were just playing devil's advocate on the on the Bernie backlash. That's all. I like how we're already trying to mitigate potential yeah controversies. So who is our guest this week? Oh yeah, our uh, our guest is your friend. Chris Smith. It's beginning to look a lot like Chris Smith. Is that a song y'all sang? Or you just made that up? I think it was uh, something that his that scarred him in childhood. His teachers would do that to him, if I recall. I don't think I meant to get into that, and I forgot to ask him. Well, that explains. <clears throat> it explains a little bit. Yeah. Um, this is this is this rambling intro is a good foreshadowing. Yes. So this episode is very long. Um, but we were okay with it because we really had a lot of fun. It was It's a fun one. We yep. laughed a lot. Um, Chris was a great guest. We talked about um, a lot of history. He is a big history nerd. We talked about advertising. He works in the, the biz, um, as somebody says. Somebody calls it the biz, I'm sure. So he works in the same industry you do. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I drifted there for a second. No, what, what else did we? No, I, what else did we talk about? I'm just trying to. think. I think we should keep it a surprise. It was, it was a lot. Of, I mean, Tombodet hair metal, um, uh, advertising awards. Oh yeah. History. Yeah. I'm the, the Crusades. O- I'm the only person on Religion. this podcast now that doesn't have an award. Just saying, it's fine though. You weren't supposed to out me. That's my bit. It's not as funny if. I'm cutting this part out. <laughs> okay. Um, um, that's it. We enjoyed it. We had fun. Yep. Listen, here we go. Yep. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Thank Cheers. you for having me. This will be fun. Thank you. Thank you for joining Kim's us. Kim's going to be hard to follow. She's fucking deep. Oh, yeah. Kim's special. No, we, She's deep. we needed to wash the special out of, <laughs> out of the podcast. <laughs> so, so you got that's me. That's why we invited you. Got you. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, she felt the same way about we're, we Thorn. Just have a thing, about Thorn. A thing yeah. Jesus. Yeah. At least there was somebody. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. At least there was someone in between me and Thorn. Because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was rescuing babies in Afghanistan. <laughs> but, uh, I put three children in my camera bag and I <laughs> humped them out of Kandahar. And I'm like, oh, well, that 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 man. I don't. I don't think we should allow people on the show anymore that have listened to the show before. <laughs> it just complicates things. <laughs> what if they only listened to the one right before? Okay. I'm fine. I'm flexible. What if they binge listen in the last two days? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I was actually thinking, though, it's a good racket to have people listen because it makes the numbers go up. Okay. Oh, smart. That's fine. Smart. We're all about the numbers. Who's the marketer here? Uh, not not <laughs> while I'm in this room. I oh, don't, I'm sorry. I don't we use don't, that part of my brain we, at all. We don't discuss that part. No. How delicious is this? I was going to say, tell us about all this right, so whiskey. This, Holy this shit. is blackened. This is the official whiskey of Metallica. This is, <laughs> me, this is, this is Metallica's own whiskey. Uh, I, I want to say this. You are the first guest to bring us alcohol. Kim brought us books of poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
And yeah. now, so you're not going to get books of poetry from me unless no. it's like drunken ramblings. Just my metallic whiskey that's surprisingly good. It's delicious. I saw you post about this on Facebook, and I rolled my eyes so hard <laughs> because you were yeah. so enthusiastic that this thing existed, and I was like, this this was a this was a bald face attempt to sell stuff specifically to Christmas. Yeah, and it worked like a <laughs> fucking charm. Well, I'm, I'm wait. So do you you like? Unabashedly love Metallica. Oh yeah, yeah. Without there's no irony. No, the, no, there is no irony. Okay. I'm, I'm sort of very few of the things I love. I love ironically. <laughs> I'm just full in nerd mode. Just yes, more. Take my money. So Metallica has a whiskey. Uh, Megadeth has a wine, which I haven't gotten yet. Motorhead has a whiskey, which I bought. Slayer has Rain and Blood Red wine, which I've got. <laughs> I'm down to my last two bottles of that. But I got three bottles of this, and. Um, I gave, I've only given two away. So. Is there a product that Metallica could create that you wouldn't consider buying? Like, <laughs> That's uh, Metallica vegetable lasagna. <laughs> I, would, I would probably stay away from that. <laughs> but I, no, no, you put, the, you put the logo on and I'm probably in. I think you need to acquire all of those and then we'll do an episode where we taste them all. Oh, now talk you're talking. Oh, that's right. We need more minisodes. We should have, we okay. have the Sylvia Plath minisode and uh, her recipe. We haven't done a recipe minisode. We should do like a, a metal, rest, uh, a metal, a metal consumables. Uh, yeah. <laughs> consumables. Yeah. And you could spend 30 minutes just on kiss stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like the kiss I, coffin. I have seen that. Have you, so I, I told you I have a theory about the Sylvia Plath. Yeah. Oh, so please yeah. tell us. Yes, yes please. Absolutely. Right. Well, I, I don't think it's a deep theory and I think you already hit on it, but we were, I was listening to it in the car with my, <clears throat> my son and like garnet sauce. Why is it called garnet sauce? And you're Googling garnet sauce. And I was like, I turned to my son. I said, Garnet is a shade of red. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Am I right? You're yeah. right. You're right. We figured that out like four episodes later. Okay. I didn't know if you ever came back around to it or no, what. I think we meant to revisit it and forgot. Oh, I think I conveniently forgot to mention that I'm an idiot. <laughs> I think I, that just slipped my mind. Well, you're going back and forth like, well, uh, if I Google garnet sauce, the first, <laughs> and I'm like, just Google garnet. It's a, it's a red stone. Yeah. So did, wait, did you make it? No, I did not. No, that sounded utterly repellent. So you should make it. Okay. Uh, what are the proportions of grape jelly to, what is it, Russian dressing? She didn't give any French. Yeah. Unclear. French, unclear. No, it's Russian. So we, it's Russian? Russian? No, French. French, French dressing. French, French dressing. Uh, we, we just did half and half. I would suggest less grape jelly. <laughs> Go a little easy on the grape jelly? <laughs> well, so I told Matt this off when we weren't recording, but I had a friend make the dressing. Did I, I did tell you that, right? Yeah, Someone, you told me this. So my friend Robin listened to the podcast, kind of got upset that she feel like felt like we didn't do it justice. Yeah. So she used like nice uh, French in dressing. Better ingredients. Yes, than we did. and they thought it was actually pretty good. And her husband like ate all of it. Really? All right. Yeah. Well, I will try it. You know, right. I will eat pretty much anything. So I'll, I'll give it a try. I, I think I think we maybe deliberately didn't give it its best showing possible by buying the shittiest versions of those ingredients. I felt like we were trying to stick to the spirit yeah. of the time. But yeah, I think we were. That was it. You know. Um, well, thanks. Thanks for uh, that, that little uh, throwback. Well, I'm sorry that you already had it, but I was I, I felt like I could actually contribute something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, go back and listen to the uh, Sylvia Plath avocado garnet sauce minisode if you haven't heard that, and you'll know what the hell we're talking about. You'll know exactly. Yep. All right, so Chris and I go way back, and I'm afraid that I, he, I'm going to monopolize the conversation. So, Liz, why don't you just do all the formalities at the beginning sure. here? So yeah, you, this you, is the first guest of all of our guests, all three, four, four guests that I don't know at all. 
So I guess we'll talk about that when we rate our friendships. You're missing missing nothing. You're missing nothing. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, because I uh, don't know you at all, here's what Matt told me about you. Oh, okay. Uh, He said, Mercury award-winning creative uh, advertising director, advertising creative director. I can't read. That's That's better. Um, Two-time Jeopardy champion. True. Improv comedy guy. History nerd. And former hair metal cover band lead singer. Yes. Did yes. I? Um, All of that is correct. I'm a journeyman. And uh, it, it, and it was our, it, I was in that same cover band. We, well, were, I, we were bandmates. I assumed there had to be a tie-in to you. Yes. Otherwise, why would you have mentioned it? But we were friends long before then. We were, our, our nerdery had, had yeah. overlapped yeah. long before Actually, then. the biggest threat to our friendship was when you asked me to be in a hair band. <laughs> <laughs> it may have, yeah, it may. I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised we're still here on the I other was, side. I was not enthusiastic at first <laughs> about that. I was like, I rolled, uh, that was another time I rolled my eyes at you. <laughs> I was like, oh, do I have to do this? Am I the only bassist you know? And then it was fun. No, you don't, and yes, you are. <laughs> so how long were y'all in that band together? It was, well, let me just say, it was fun as fuck. Yeah, I, it, was it was super fun. Uh, it was eight years, I think. Eight, it, nine-ish yeah. years. Yeah. What was the name? We were called Stan Halen. We named ourselves after our boss. Yeah, we all, Stan. We all at one point, worked for Stan, so... Stan Richards, who uh, I have now worked for for 20 years as of a couple weeks ago. Congratulations. Yeah, great. Lucky me. (laughs) Uh, It's it's everything I'd imagined. (laughs) You want to do something to potentially piss Stan off right now? (laughs) No, he's he's not listening. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. No offense. Well, well, that's a perfect segue, I think. Well, I'm jumping ahead of all of our interests. Let me save that segue. We have something. That might might oh. uh, might strain the relationship between Stan and Chris. Were Stan to listen to this, episode. okay, I have something prepared. Oh, please, I but, like living on the edge. But uh, you know what this is already. Um, I do. I'm just setting it up. <clears throat> I'm just playing along. But let's get through that. the intro first because right. Liz looks confused. Uh, yeah, no, just I felt yeah. So that's who Chris is. That's why he's here. Um, and then we talked about the boundary button before we started. Okay, but it's right here. <clears throat> Anytime we ask you a question or we bring something up and you don't want to talk about it, you just hit it. And then we will either, yeah. Oh, yeah, we hit it. 10, hit 11, it. he hit it. No, no, I just, I was, that was a test. Yeah, no, okay. we have to just, we have to mark it so we know where to put the sound effect. I just had to mention Oh, I get it. Okay. All right. There's a sound there's effect. Some post, time code there's some 1011. We have to work. add a sound yeah. effect. Got it. Okay. Wow. This is high tech. Yeah. yeah. My God. This is a bigger budget than literally <laughs> any any commercial I've done in the last six months. It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If that ever happens, I don't know why it would, but. I'm pretty open. You seem, about it. yeah, you seem. And plus, we opened the whiskey, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm not known to clam up after the whiskey's been poured. Yeah, I don't think we've had a guest actually do it yet. You and I have each done it in our, our interviews of each other. Yep. That's yeah. true. Um, okay. So now we're going to rate our friendships. Oh, okay. Uh, I think we should go first. Yeah. So, uh, wait, is What's it? What's the scale? One, it's either zero to 10 or one to 10. I think we're flexible. I think All it right. should be one okay. to 10. Okay. All right, one to ten. So one being total strangers, yeah. and ten being you said twins. Yeah. Like yes, only it's so it's like separated at birth. Separated like. at birth twins, or you know you are grow grew up together from oh. birth twins. Got it. Okay. All right. Well then, who's going first? I'll go first. All right. One. Yeah, you're a total stranger. I did not know you till I walked into your lobby. Yep. But I've listened to your episode, so I feel like I know you like a little bit, and I sort of feel like by the end of this episode, we'll probably be at like a three and a half or four. Oh, I was gonna say like one point two. 
No, no, I'm an open book. You'll know. You'll... Okay, we're already we're honestly we're already closer. The longer right. we talk, like I've literally Facebook friended people. Like I passed in traffic. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> well, will y'all, so will you Facebook friend people you don't know, like that you've never met in person? Um, I have, but only if there's been like, we have like a mutual friend and there's been a lot of interaction on their comments on their stuff. page yeah. and stuff. And you sort of get, feel like you get to yeah. sort of know them and you're like, Oh, th- I bet this person yeah. is interesting. I think you and I each have a friend, a yes. mutual friend that like you're friends with my friend Todd through yeah. me and on Facebook. And, and you're friends with my friend Marilyn, Marilyn through me. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, like, and to the point where I once friended on Facebook, a, a friend of his and a mutual friend, a couple of people from work that I, and I had never met this dude, and he lives in Portland. And when I was in Portland, like I was like, "Hey, we should actually meet." You like, hung out with Todd. I did. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we sent you a picture. Remember? We, no, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, this. we sent you a picture. That's, we were, that's I was ridiculous. like, "Look who I found." <laughs> Even I know who Todd is just from your Facebook yeah. page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Is that is is that how you operate too with Facebook? Is that like a your friend rule? Um, I don't know that I'm. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Um. I don't really think about it. I, I don't. I don't have a hard and fast rule. I ha- I think I have friended people that I didn't. know. It's rare. I mean, I don't do it a often. lot. Yeah. But you know, every once in a while, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you seem like a you seem like a good person. And then I've I've rarely been <laughs> like, oh no, you're actually kind of not. <laughs> like that's rarely. Yeah. And usually, it's like, oh, yeah. you're a cool person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what people from high school are for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh wow, you just to remind you, you're kind of a right wing lunatic. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, anyway, we had gym class together. That was fun. Yeah. Goodbye. I think those people have <laughs> self selected out of my Facebook feed. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 getting a little thin on the they ground on are. mine too. <laughs> they are. Oh well. Thanks, Putin. All right, so so all right, so we're at a one. We're, all right, yeah. now I have a goal. Honestly, I feel like now I'm at at least one point three. See, yeah. it's growing. So it yeah. happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Matt, you and me. This is difficult. All right, who's doing? Who's going first? I thought. I, doesn't the guest go first? Guest goes first. All right. Yes. All right. Well, I was thinking about this actually. Um, this is why we shouldn't let people listen. I know because they come in prepared for this. It's I wasn't thinking to be hard. Awkward and uncomfortable and on like. Oh, trust me, it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> That's all I want. That's no, all I. Want. I, uh, I didn't. I mean, I've known you twenty years. Yeah. Um, I knew you like I know your wife. Of, I've known your wife for twenty years. Yeah. Like, so we work together. Yeah. Um, I have seen you mostly naked. I think all the way. Yeah, probably. And I've helped you into a body stocking. That's true. Like a full body stocking. <laughs> yep. Have we done each other's makeup? Uh, I think I did help you with, well, no, no I've you, tied. Um, you've tied my bandana I, in my I, head. I think something lacy in, in the back. You, yes, you have helped. So, so I, I think I've put lingerie on you. It's yes, really I believe you have. the short version. <laughs> we were in a hair metal band, people. Yes. Uh, there's the, uh, we, we've had. We've done many sessions together. You've been to my home. I've been to yours. Yeah. That's a... Well, I'll wait till me. Go ahead. Um, and uh, we've had super deep... Like, I've probably had deeper conversations with you than just about anyone. Oh, well, that's I nice think. to hear. I mean, heavy, yeah. heavy stuff. Uh, so How many of those conversations did not involve aliens? A lot of them. <laughs> okay, all right. No, a lot of them. Okay, I'm, pr- I, I'm they, proud of past men. No, <laughs> some of them did. Okay. No, it right. came up. All right. <laughs> uh, but... I was gonna say I was I was gonna put us at like an eight point five. Wow! Yeah. Like to me, is that too much? Did I overdo it? No, I was I was in the I, I was in the eight area. Okay. And I my filter levels were like one you you have seen my penis like that. <laughs> and and ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, 
Matt Naked is spectacular. <laughs> it's it's everything you've you've imagined from that deep uh, from that deep baritone. The sweetest man I know. He's a, he's uh, a specimen. Um, <laughs> and uh, and you've been to like the bigger honestly the bigger filter is is you've been to my house and mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason I never have wanted that to be a friendship filter. Like I intend to have like Ashley and I talk about this all the time. We need to have people over. We no, we do it over. all the time. We never do. We never yeah. like it's you're you're in a very small uh, group. Well, you of, it, And it was relatively recently you were at my house. It was within the yeah. past year or two. Yeah, exactly. I've been to yours like, uh, a couple few times. Yeah. I think, well, so. what's funny is we, we completely remodeled our house. We gutted it and completely remodeled yeah. it. We're like, oh, we want to make it like good flow for entertaining and stuff. And then we're just too fucking tired to have people over. <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> like, so you just want to, um, you just want to make a drink and fall asleep on the couch? Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> yep. So All right, we'll fix that. Yeah. So I was in the, I Liz, was, you're coming. I was in the eights. Can't sure. wait. Hey, okay. So we ended up, so our average is like 8.3. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go eight. I'm going to go eight two just so that I retain some of the power here. <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel like this is a good time for me to mention that Matt and I discussed that if you two like bro out too hard that I'm I'm gonna raise my hand. Okay. No, please do. Uh, and right. just do. be like, you if, know, if for no other reason than to cut the obvious sexual tension. Yeah. Let y'all Matt know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the vapors already. Do you, do you need the do but you need the boundary is, button, Matt? This is uh, no I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Give me more. Like I said, we've had very deep conversations. Um, yeah, we won't bro out. I promise. Okay. Uh, so let's just, so we've talked hair metal cover band. We have. Um, we've talked, we've mentioned advertising. These things, the, all of these topics are about to like just congeal, like right. come around. The harmonic like, convergence. It's, yeah. Uh, it, but let's, let's back up to, I think the important thing to establish ahead of time is is why people should care that Chris has won a Mercury Award because nobody outside advertising knows what that is. Liz, do you know what a Mercury I Award is? I had no idea. The Mercury, inside, in advertising, a Mercury Award is the probably the most important advertising award you could win because it's the one that comes with a cash prize. It's It comes, it, important it, is a strong word, but it comes with money. So a lot of people... I assume that's the only metric the, by which advertising people care about anything. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You're right. You would think, but every, but it's not actually like everybody wants the the can lion or yeah. the this and the that. But this is the one that comes with. This is the one I've cared about the most. Yeah, and for writers, <laughs> this is like this is a writer's award. That's mm-hmm. why Matt and I both were, you know. Yeah. So the Mercury Award used to be worth like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars for the grand prize. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's now fifty. Fifty. Okay. Yeah. Can, do you? Are you comfortable divulging what it was when you won it? it I've won it seven times. Seven <laughs> times. Yeah. So I did not know that. Well, I. So I when I say you. I, get out. No, no. When I say I hate you now. When I say I, I mean me and writers that have been working yes. with me. Okay. So there are there there are many other people responsible for these. I just just I have been part of seven. Uh, Radio Mercury well Award done. winning. We have won the grand prize you don't twice. don't brag as much as you should on social media. <laughs> oh, watch me. <laughs> uh, we no, we've we've won <clears throat> seven times. Um, we've won the grand prize twice. Okay. One time it was a hundred thousand. The other time was fifty thousand. Okay, so you've won it in both forms. Yes, and then but we've I've also won. I we have won um, <clears throat> five other times, like the lesser prizes, like five thousand dollars, okay. twenty five hundred dollars. Okay. And so was all of that Motel Six? You work on yeah, Motel Six? Yeah, it was all. Yeah, or? it was all Motel Six. Yeah. I've, I've entered other things, okay. <laughs> but uh, Motel Six is the one that the the 
cow that keeps uh, yeah, getting milked. that's good stuff. No, oh, I've well. I've listened to all of those. They're great ads. I will. Uh, I I I am the luckiest man in advertising because I inherited a campaign that started when I was in eighth grade, <laughs> and um, have just stand when he appointed me to run it. He said basically, don't screw it up. Um, actually said, uh, don't screw it up. <laughs> and then uh, I, so so far so good, I guess. How, how do you feel about trying to screw it up right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. The, uh, the interview's young and the whiskey is open. Uh, so I ask because uh, when we were in a hair metal cover band <laughs> that was made of advertising people, it was indeed. we once played an Iron Maiden song. And Chris, uh, being on, you know, friendly terms with Tom Bodette himself, asked a favor of Tom Bodette. That was uh, that he very reluctantly agreed to. Uh, he did accept. He, I think, he agreed because he didn't understand what it was. Can you tell people who may not know who Tom Bodette is? Who I'm, Tom Bodette is? I'm not interested in talking to those people. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you've been living in a cave since 1986, no. Uh, Tom Bodette is the spokesman of Motel Six. He's the famous voice, and uh, we'll leave the light on for you. He also appears. I'm on, Tom Bodette for Motel Six, yes. and we'll leave the light on. Very recognizable you. voice. He appears on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR. He uh, was. A, that's he my was an NPR. He was an NPR figure before he was a, a motel yeah when he lived in alaska he was just the occasional uh commentator out of alaska on npr and um a creative director at the riches group way back when heard him and said he's the voice and you know long story but yep. they were going to do the smothers brothers the smothers brothers actually did better in focus groups i don't know if you knew that no i didn't yeah they but the client and the agency at the time were like well they'll always be the smothers brothers this guy could be you know he could he could be ours, you know, like he could stand for us. And the Smothers Brothers always have their own uh, baggage. So uh, there you go. Well, how about that? Yeah. So back to the story. Did you have something else you wanted to ask? You need no, more clarifying no, I know. I I didn't need clarifying. Just for the record, she's okay. actually she's I actually thinking listen- about people listening. Uh huh. Thinking yes, <laughs> thinking about the listener who may be younger than the two of you, the who educator. may have a different, yeah. you know, yeah, professional educator. That's right way they consume media so anyway fair enough that's all Um, thank you so yeah so you asked Tom Bodette if he would record in his own persona the famous intro to (laughs) to number of the beast as done by as done by uh who was it um it's not I always thought it was Vincent Price it's it's Vincent Price it's not Vincent Price it's somebody else it's like a sound-alike it's not no I don't think it is spent my whole nerdy life thinking that was Vincent Price too I only know this because I was looking for it to, to potentially play the other day. All right. Well, for, then for I should I look think, that up. I think it's somebody else. All right. Well, it's somebody doing a very good impression. Either of that or I just didn't I didn't read very thoroughly. It could be Vincent Price. I, 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 I should know this, but okay. I forgot. Uh, I don't, I'm not good with trivia. So we played, before we played Number of the Beast live, we didn't play Number of the Beast. We played we The Trooper. The Trooper. But we introed it with Tom Bodet reading um, uh, the... The, the famous satanic intro. The famous, yes. It, very satanic intro. And the condition was it could only be played at the show, could never get out. Right. Well, Chris, you were very kind enough to go ahead and approach Tom Bodette. I did. I asked this. him last week if we could play it, and luckily he has absolutely no recollection of doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so. so for the first time ever, we get to play Tom Bodette reading uh, the satanic intro to Number of the Beast. Uh, so let's do that. <laughs> we'll just edit out all of the awkward prep part of this while you hear it. I I don't. I've never even heard the real version of this song. I should have said that. Uh, Hair metal is a is a blank spot in my life. It's okay. It's fair enough. I, I understand that. You're because you are female. <laughs> while he's doing that, is that a thistle? 
dandelion. Oh, dandelion. All right. I thought maybe you were of Scottish descent. You had a thistle no, on your arm. No, no. No, I have a um, coffee mug that my mom took to college with her. Oh. And then she gave to me when I went to college, and that's what's on it. Oh, neat. Yeah. I, I thought it was like, I thrive in any environment. I'm a dandelion. No, I do not. Thing. I do not thrive <laughs> in any that's environment. No. Right. Uh, no. She does wilt in any environment. I'm, pr- pr- I'm prickly. Yeah. There you go. I, yeah. Any environment, like a tiny uh-huh. room that's really, really fucking hot. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God, dude. <laughs> it's going to get worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not there yet. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, this is nothing. <laughs> here I am. Shouldn't have worn a shirt. Nope. <laughs> All right. Here, you ready for this? Here we go. Tom Baudet. Reading the intro to <laughs> The Number of the Beast. Hi, Tom Baudet. Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath, because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is Motel 666. <laughs> See, when he was finished recording, I was like, what the hell did I just do? And I'm like, it'll be awesome. It's going to fucking rock. Just don't worry about it. You don't worry about it. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> And then we uh, then we jump to the which is which is non is not canon. No, that's not so, what should have followed it. But that's the song. That's we right. Knew. That's the one we knew. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that you know, who knows what kind of trouble that's going to cause for Chris or Tom Baudet. Everything is that actually from the Book of Revelation? Thank you. Look at you, former Methodist. Well, we, we didn't really cover that book. It was kind of glossed over. Uh, yes, actually, that. So that's what I was going to say. If anybody has an issue with that, they're just, it's just Tom Baudet reading from just the reading Bible. From the Bible, I would just listen, Tom, have a problem. I would listen to Tom Baudet read the Bible. That's a book on tape I would actually oh be interested in. That's fantastic. That is. We got to do that. Oh, my God. And then you just That's put audio I'm... tapes in the Motel 6 drawers instead of the Gideons. <laughs> instead of the Gideons. <laughs> Sorry, Gideons. Hit the road. <laughs> we, we we got Audible. Oh, my goodness. That's, fan- what a, that's a million dollar idea. That is right? a million dollar oh. idea. You're welcome. Do, uh, I, do I get to split A reading the... from the letter of Paul to Philemon. I find great joy and comfort in your love because through you, the hearts of God's people have been refreshed. <laughs> Therefore, although I feel that I have every right to command you to do what ought to be done, I prefer to appeal in the name of love. There's not many former Catholics I know that could quote scripture like that. That cheers. Yeah, thank How, you. What cheers. kind of Catholic were you? Well, that was the first, I will tell you, the reason I know that passage is because that was the first reading I ever had to do in church. Oh, and I, I was so nervous I to see. get it wrong that I read it like I rehearsed it like for weeks and so I have it I still have it memorized Philemon is not one of the more popular epistles either so well Revelation you know like Martin Luther actually tried to get it taken out of the Bible do you know I like a lot of a lot of he wanted to put in a Starbucks (laughs) 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 I have an idea (laughs) we should get rid of this one at the end of the book it's very upsetting I don't like it Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if it's Luther's Antilegomenon, I don't know how you say that. Wow. He had four four books he wanted removed. Antilegomenon. Six six syllable word. I don't think I pronounced it right. 20 minutes in. Uh, but yeah, his Revelation, Jude, James, and Hebrews. He all he was like he he called James the Epistle of Straw. He wanted them all out of the Bible, and he lost that argument. Yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, it didn't didn't work. Uh, well, I d- see, learning. Yeah, I was just thinking the Bible verses I still have memorized are ones that... Um, Jesus cried. 
No, wait, no, wept. What, what, in high school. Close. So close, Chris. Yeah, no, that's the Catholic No, that's the joke. Out. That's the joke. Jesus Christ. Uh, line. No, <laughs> to be your uh, line. <laughs> no, we did a musical and we in youth group and then we toured around performing the musical. Uh, what musical so, was it? Oh, it wasn't like a, it was made, like all the songs were Bible verses. Oh. Like Godspell or? Uh, no, no, no. It was oh. like made specifically for, I couldn't even, I. it's not a like a big brand Got it. musical, okay. but All those right. are the, those are the ones I remember. It's one of those weird off brand. Cause I sang them. Musicals. So, Got you know, it. like when you sing things, you remember them. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's all. That's, those are the only Bible verses okay. I have memorized. Okay. Um, so uh, while we're talking about Catholicism sure. and advertising, <laughs> Like it's so the, one of my favorite things to think about and talk to other people in advertising is just the amount of guilt we all bring to the craft, like the sort of sense of self-loathing and shame that we are a part of this. Industry. Yes, it drives us. Yes, it is. It is. The, <laughs> I, I always tell people like the amount of good done in the world by like advertising people with guilty consciences is like not to be underestimated. No, it, it's absolutely true. So some some of them have gone off and started their own cause-based advertising <laughs> agencies <laughs> because because they were racked with guilt. <laughs> Yeah. Money spends pretty good, though. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. There's there's very famous ad person. Won't say his name, but <clears throat> has a an, an agency named after him out in Colorado. And he left the industry and was like, I'm going to try to undo all the stuff I did. So he had he was on sort of he had sort of like an anti advertising agency thing for yeah. a while. And now he's back. Yeah. His other I'm agency. aware of who you discussed. Yes. You're, and you're be, mentioning, because yes. uh, mortgage, the mortgage yeah. payment and those ultralights don't buy themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so how how does that I know you'd make a lot of jokes about the the you know the guilt from your upbringing yeah. outlasting the actual no it's theology. an internal organ yeah. it is an internal organ and um, I'm not being funny like if you're if you were raised Catholic the guilt is ever present and you, it will be with you when you die so, I, I think uh, that makes sense <laughs> I wasn't Catholic but I have very much some of the same no you get it we we've my, discussed this yeah. at gin soaked length and, nope. <laughs> and and we have the same internal organ so. How how does that how do you cope I mean how do you process the, the what you do like how, what are, do you have like I guess the easiest way to get into this is do you have sort of boundaries and lines of the kind of stuff that you will and won't work on Yeah I mean there's still stuff I won't I won't work on I mean I haven't been asked to like it hasn't I haven't you know had to like stand in front of the you know the lions and whatever but no there there's certain eight things we have in the agency that I you know I won't work on and uh, but no, to me, if if I was going to have a horrible moral quandary, uh, I, I, that decision should have been made before I ever got into this business. I mean, we we all know yeah. advertising is advertising, and a lot of people blame it as it's the worst evil in the world. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. You know, it doesn't have to be any more evil than marketing itself is. Like you can you can do it the right way and to me it's how you treat people and how you deal with the people that you work with and all that kind of stuff you know not to quote google but you don't don't be evil you know yeah. like <laughs> but if you truly have a problem there's there's a cup there's a few things you know that i just mm-hmm. is there anything you've done that you in hindsight you regret doing um there was a there was a pitch we pitched one time a um a payday loan company that I was in the meeting with these payday loan people and they were super nice people and very professional and like 
they weren't predatory, but themselves, themselves, like, <laughs> and the way they sort of pitched the business, it was one of those like, hey, yeah, maybe this is really a benefit to people who to the unbanked and the unphoned, you know. <laughs> and oh, then I God. and I like walked away going, okay, ill, like ill, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no, and we didn't and we didn't go further, and yeah. you know, but that's was, one of the lines for me <laughs> that that one comes up. There's a lot of work out there for payday loans, and um, yeah, I've had to, I've just had to say the same thing. I don't do that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I pitched uh, SeaWorld once, and I like that was before Black Blackfish, Blackfish came yeah. out. And yeah. like, I remember watching that movie and going, oh, I'm so glad I didn't win that account. So but yeah. I wish I hadn't worked on it. Uh, and you you think um, you're like, I'm going to turn it around. Like, I'm going to be the one who makes them see the light and yeah. it's going to be less oh, sure. evil or whatever. And you're like, no. No. <laughs> no. No, they've made billions of dollars doing their thing. And they're not going to change it because of your crisis of conscience. So, no, I... <clears throat> I don't know if that's a satisfactory answer, but I, I don't have, like, I get to work on most of the, all of the accounts really that I've ever worked on. I'm like, I mean, there've been a couple of things where clients get themselves into trouble, but it's nothing we did. And you just have to kind of go, well, all right, how do we fix it? And can I help fix it? Yep. I guess is, is the only way to, to look at it. Yep. And we all sold our souls, Matt. We did. <laughs> We're just, you know, buying them back little chunks at a time. Little chunks at a time. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. You're literally biology professor doing the Lord's the work. The two good, the two <clears throat> two highest goods that there are: education and coffee. That's uh, <laughs> yes. That's Liz. My goodness. By the way, y'all have so much hipster cred. Like just listening, like. I'm a, I'm a community college professor who's also a barista, <laughs> and I run a, a co-working space and a, and a cause-based Not advertising anymore. agency. Sold it. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I think we, I'm aware I'm insufferable, at least. Oh, yeah, we, we, yeah. we rated our, we, we did our relative. All right, yeah. explain that, please. When you say insufferable. What do you mean by that? Like, like the kind of, uh, like the kind of life or career that when you tell people what you do, there's like a certain segment of the population that like rolls their eyes real right. big, and I like I fit a an, a stereotype, like actually living, um, a stereotype of like what boomers think millennials do, um, or what Fox News thinks like. You know, right? But those people are happening. wrong. Yeah, but well, but, I'm, all, but I'm <laughs> I'm also actually like doing it, so it's this interesting. Yeah, <laughs> who, but who rolls? I guess. Yeah, I know that like hipster coffee shop is the is the like the li- will, apparently where liberals meet to to plot socialism yeah. or whatever. It's there. It's, I mean, it's effective. <laughs> I will say though, anytime I see so on Twitter anybody talking about hipsters at coffee shops when they describe what they're seeing or hearing i'm like yeah, they're lying. I don't, or I, yeah or i'm like i don't know if you know it like that my definition of that word and your definition of that word are very different well who goes into a coffee shop and talks to other people that like no you get your coffee you get at your laptop and you write your screenplay like, what, like <laughs> who are these people like this you you uh you need to hang out in no cliff more now i probably yeah, do instead I of writing do. a screenplay you're I, reading I, the bible Oh, well, see. there's that. See, but there's Maybe that's a, why they're not talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> that guy has ex-Catholic written all over him. There are multiple subcultures. No, I start I start every morning at Davis Street Espresso over right. here where they, like, when he opened, when Shannon Neffendorf opened that place, he deliberately didn't do to-go cups and he didn't do Wi-Fi because he wanted to, 
make people talk oh, to each other. talk to each other. And right. when he was talking about that, I mean, we, I don't know if we've already talked about this. Oh my God, that sounds like a, that sounds I like rolled a my eyes Milgram so, experiment oh is waiting to happen. I thought that was the stupidest thing. And I thought he was like the cheapest, like it was the, the laziest excuse for being cheap that I'd ever heard. <laughs> right, right. But it like, there, I can't think of a single thing that has been a bigger benefit to my life and my like connectedness and sense of community than that decision because it is it i mean it it worked and like that's i have so so, many so you friends. actually go in there and like and i go is there. that where you y'all I, was, yeah, I don't think I met you. this podcast would exist it wouldn't without, without well then i stand corrected yeah. i stand corrected that is where we met that's exactly and that's exactly how you i'm just hanging out in the wrong coffee shops yeah. well you also have to be somewhere every day at 8 30 on the nose it's an excellent point docked. yeah or i get i get fined but that's a whole different story <laughs> Yeah, free wheel and wheels off advertising. <laughs> I know, advertising industry. agency. <laughs> that works bankers' hours. <laughs> I know. We're, 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 we're more, we have more rules than a law firm, but that's okay. We're approaching peak room heat. We are indeed. My goodness. Yeah. This is, I'm, I'm ready to do Bikram yoga in here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The tiny, thing is. Tiny, tiny room and whiskey. As, wow. It's the, it's the Irish uh, sweater. As the, room, <laughs> as the room warms up, though, the, uh, the diaphragms on the condensers get like just super silky smooth. So the audio quality just. Oh, so uh, my voice is getting more oh, like yeah, yours sound, the longer we yeah, talk. Yeah, exactly. I get less adenoidal as we go. I made that up. <laughs> You, I bought it. I completely <laughs> bought it. All right. Well, if we're pouring yeah. more, you know, I we could finish this. No, and we might. That's why I brought. <laughs> oh it. I have god. another one at home. Oh my god! I have a. Uh, Liz is looking around for the exit right now. <laughs> no, one of the things that Matt always refers to, you know, obviously, whenever Matt were rehearsing or other times, we would we would be drinking, and Matt would always ask for the Matt would ask for the bottle opener. He'd say, "Hand me that church key," which which I thought was like a cool way to like. Our vice, like our vice is opened with a church key, which I thought was very ironic and very us, you know, that we got into our vice with something you called a church key. And uh-huh. I felt like there was a whole lot of layers of yeah, that. Yeah, so many layers. <laughs> Un- unpack that for us, please. <laughs> no, I just, like, like sort of what you said in one of your episodes about how you like you like coffee because certain people can't have coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I like referring to this, my favorite sin <laughs> opening with a church key. I've, I've, I've taken that forward. That's another. That's why we're at like eight point. That's why I put us at eight point five. Right. That's very sweet. I was thinking it was more like it's the church key that like liquor opens up like something deep, and then you're able to share something. It's holy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's that's a much deeper. That was unsuffering. Well, one of the layers. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um. Uh, I have other advertising questions, but uh, uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of any of the topics. You, I know we're saving like a thing for. Th- oh, there's a thing. Um, okay, one other advertising question. Sure. What do you think? What's the hardest medium to write for? Like, what what assignment of all the advertising? Like, you know, this, by write a bill. All this digital it? stuff is crazy because. It's still, it changes every day. It's not my background. I'm most of my clients has always been have always been so traditional, TV, radio, tons of TV, and so yeah, we're doing it and we're all we're all figuring it out. But there, like, I don't know how to write for someone who's not paying attention. Like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that's a like I haven't heard it put that way. That's a really that's really perceptive. Yeah, yeah like like how like. 
how do you write for someone like it's just a it's not how but it's a different part of your brain how do you write for someone who's watching what you wrote with the sound off yeah so they they like can't hear any of the words or if they read them they're not really reading them like that or for people that don't actually want to be like accidentally read what you wrote yeah like the most intrusive kind of advertising ever because i think we all expect advertising on whatever we're doing Mm -hmm. online but it still feels so intrusive because we've had 60 years to get used to being our tv shows being interrupted by i don't know that that to me is and maybe it's just my answer experience but but i love radio i radio to me is like i I never get i never get tired of it it's it's a writer's thing it is fun uh, to, the hardest thing for me has always been taglines. Like it's, I, I've written something that I'm proud of, but it yeah. takes so much work to get down to something that short and memorable and meaningful. Yeah, yeah. and you're good at it. And but it's all, that's always been like my favorite. But it is really, yeah. I lo- I simply because when you've come up with something that is so short and concise and memorable, you're like, damn, like wow, that that that's like fun. It's yeah. like I I I put a cool little puzzle together, but it's. There's three pages of crap before you get to that one. How, what's your What's your favorite tagline, Liz? You don't have one. No. What's your favorite <laughs> short biological reference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm, uh, phylo- what is it? Phylogeny. Oh, uh, yeah, like um, what is it? Phylogeny. Phylo- uh, my favorite. Um, scientific name yeah can i do that yeah is the um striped skunk so it's memphitis 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 yeah i don't know if i'm saying it right but so when i was in school and we had to memorize a bunch of them that one's the same genus and species like so i only had to memorize one one word so that was my favorite memphitis memphitis Mm. like what but what's the thing like fight phylogeny like how you remember kingdom phylo like no No, it's like um, something uh recapitulates on ontogeny or something like that Uh, look at you what what is that uh yeah huh (laughs) you know but you know what i'm talking about i do i do know what you're talking about i totally just outed you (laughs) i'm sorry i it makes me think of like uh, evolutionary biology yeah, maybe it has is. something to do with like development and how yeah, it's like the fact that we have gills when we're in the oh, yeah, 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 as yeah. things develop exactly. over time it kind of um, it mimics their evolution the, yes. there you go. Yeah. yeah I learned about that in, in your inner fish which is a fantastic oh book. good did you see the just came out today in, na- in nature the, uh, the experiment where single celled algae uh, in the lab developed into a multicellular organism in response to uh, a filter feeder uh, predator pressure over like 50 generations. So, so the basically, first time they've seen it. So basically like uh, bio, uh, uh, what is it, abiogenesis? Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. like so, multicellular life created yeah, well, that was in the lab? One of the greatest mysteries of the, the origin <laughs> wow. of, of life is how does a single cellular organism begin cooperating and become part of a multicellular organism? Checkmate, they Jesus. They watched it happen in the lab. <laughs> oh, That's really cool. God. Uh, I didn't see that on Fox News today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they didn't, uh, they led with uh, the Jussie Smollett story. Uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't see that. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> it's been quite a day. It has been, man. Robert <laughs> Crap. I know. Jeffrey Epstein. Like it's, it's crazy. Uh, man, what Here's a, the thing: a billionaire going to some cheesy. I know. It. Like you're, you can't a massage parlor. Yeah, you can't. Like you're a billionaire, you can't. 
get a hand job. Like, <laughs> like, it was like a regular. Yeah, just go to a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, just go to a restaurant. Start buying lobster right. <laughs> for people. Yeah, uh, somebody's gonna give you a hand jobs. <laughs> I feel like I should say I was working at my um, fancy barista job, and I can't check my phone. Oh, oh so we gotta catch. I do that, uh, so I don't know. This is gonna be old news in two weeks. It's gonna be old news. But yeah, we'll catch you up. This will be fun. This is like the like we did this podcast via Pony Express. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about the news. <laughs> hey, did you hear what happened back east? <laughs> Millard Fillmore won in a lynch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Robert Kraft got arrested for prostitute or owner of the Patriots. And friends of Donald Trump. <laughs> Good friends. Good friends yeah. of Donald yeah. Trump. Wow. Got, got arrested for like, for, and there's video. Mm. I missed this. There's video Nobody of a wants that. couple instances of, of him receiving paid sexual acts in a, a, a spa in like some, some like just. Like a strip mall strip or something? Strip mall, yes. <laughs> like, ew. Yeah, like pedestrian. Yeah. Right. I mean, maybe there's slumming and the billionaire's got to do it, but that's just Fucking weird. It is so weird. It is weird. so weird. So then the other one, so Jeffrey Epstein, the Lolita Express guy that's friends with uh, Trump and Bill Clinton and uh, Alan Dershowitz yeah, and like all, all of the these all of these people. So he was arrested a while ago for, you know, sex trafficking or whatever. Well, the news today was that uh, a Trump appointee covered up the the plea bargain that they made with this guy. Uh, I don't which, think I heard this. Yeah, which only which result the plea bargain resulted in only 13 months in prison for for what was known to be 103 separate instances of underage rape. Oh my god. Um and what is this so a federal, a federal exactly. <laughs> so a federal judge had to like rule that that, that this the the whoever the Trump appointee was, I don't remember the guy's name, right. that, that made this deal and then kept it secret was himself breaking the law and now it's like I mean it's oh this my god. It's uh, been so many scandals that would have destroyed any other president, any other anybody. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you don't hear a lot of cardinals named Epstein. I guess I should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, see. you're right. You're right. I mean, it could happen. <laughs> it could happen. He converted. Yeah, could go either way. Uh, Cardinal, His Excellency Moisha Epstein. <laughs> Is this a good time to talk about how you know a lot about history? It's a good time to talk about anything else. <laughs> if you'd like, yes. Yes, please. I just want to know what it was like to be on Jeopardy. Uh, I can tell you, and I apologize to my friends who are so sick of hearing my Jeopardy well, I also, stories are already. Are you tired of talking about it? No, I no. I, I, okay. I, I enjoy I, talking about it. I promise you he's not. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> after the, after Jeopardy, Burning Man. No, uh, uh, no. It was a, it was, I'll put it this way. The way some kids are are brought up to be super good at sports or whatever, all right, like their dads and their parents push them, be good at sports, be good at sports. Well, that really, I mean, come on, that was never an opportunity in my house, but never an option. But my parents are both uh, teachers. My dad's an English teacher. My mother's a calculus teacher. She's a, she's actually a com- now she's retired, semi-retired. She's a community college calculus professor. She, uh, they were just, they put all this value of their whole lives on, my whole life on knowing stuff. Just know stuff. And we used to play Trivial Pursuit of a family. We used to watch Jeopardy as a family. So <clears throat> I sort of felt like I was like the Todd Marinovich of, of Jeopardy. <laughs> like I was, I was raised from very small to, to be good at trivia. All right. It was, it was something that was important in my house to just know stuff. So to get on that show was kind of a lifelong dream. 
for me. And this happened 13 years ago. I was 33 at the time. And um, I think 13 years ago. And <clears throat> so, yeah, it was fabulous. It was, it was an absolute blast. It was nerve-wracking. It was, it was terrifying. But it was a ton. It was a ton of fun. So I watched both the episodes he was on, and just just to back up his feeling like he was prepared for this moment, he. I mean, it was like watching somebody that had every single shower they'd ever take taken in their life. They had rehearsed every possible scenario for when <laughs> they appeared on Jeopardy. There was like not. Like, so like, if Matt is ever on Neil deGrasse Tyson's show, <laughs> that's basically what it's yes. going to be like. Uh, like there wasn't a moment of hesitation, but like. For every single decision, every like I had like for uh, this category for this month, like it was there. It was all it was all muscle memory by the time he <laughs> no, was, he no, was on. And, and what's funny? I it's a blur. Like, <laughs> it, like I was completely I was completely in some weird zone. Yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> I remember I remember showing up in the morning and being ushered out of the building at the end. <laughs> That's all you everything else is. <laughs> I remember you saying. Blur. I remember you saying to Alex when you got to Final Jeopardy on the first one like uh no no no. it was when you got double jeopardy and, yeah. and you were like i've i've imagined saying this phrase my entire life i'd like to make it a true double yeah. je- is that what you said <laughs> you like, know, I was something along those lines but I, I was like i'm i'm trying I'm, I'm you didn't you didn't seem nervous at all well like, i will tell you at the very first i was so nervous at right. the very first commercial break i i almost fell down because they're like okay we're at commercial <laughs> and i realized <laughs> i had locked my knees like and like standing there so tense and and he's like okay relax we're a commercial and i i unlocked my knees and i almost like fell down because my legs had been so, like i was like so tense but then then you get the hang of it but it like it happens so quick it's just a it's a freaking blur you, you and they're like don't be nervous there's 50 million people watching the show and you're like okay thanks i won't be nervous <laughs> and alex is is very like he's very cool but he's very like he's kind of aloof yeah. She's like, I knew no one was going to get that question. I'm like, yeah, you had the fucking answers in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm real smart if I have all the answers in front of me, too. Wait, wait, he literally will say, I knew no one was going to get yeah, that. Yeah, uh, so the, yeah, <laughs> the, the, condescending. The, the, the day I lost. Like, you imbeciles. Uh, he's, but it's like, because it's funny, is he's kind of goofy. Like, he's the most sophisticated game show host. But that's like that's like saying you're the best Chinese restaurant in, in Kansas. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. so, so he was he was my last day was one of the was a very hard Final Jeopardy uh, question and none of us got it right and he came up and he's like I knew no one was going to get that and I was like oh alright well <laughs> do you think there was like maybe a behind the scenes like he's stro- he's like arguing with the writers and the the, te- the question writers in the back room beforehand and he's like no that nobody's going to know that and so I don't he know. was like vindicated and that's where that was coming no, from no I think like, he's just done it so many times yeah. and he's been doing it for 30 some years and I think he was just like yeah I, he can tell when if it's an easy question or a hard one he's All like right. no I don't think anyone was going to get that I would like to see him do trivia like him has that ever happened in the, in the canon the Jeopardy canon you know I don't know I, I would He's probably really, really good simply because they ask a lot of the same type of questions over yeah. and over again, yeah. and, and he yeah. probably has just heard the answers. But he's also, he is super smart. I mean, he's a smart guy. I mean, he's no Pat Sajak. <laughs> no, he is. He is a Pat Sajak. So catty. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just filler. <laughs> edit. You can edit. All right. Whatever. <laughs> You're not going to make us seem... Make, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what? good whiskey. I don't even. <laughs> I, don't even know where, I don't even know where that sentence was going. What? Have you had some? I have. It's good, right? Uh, yes. She told like, me. She told me before, and she wasn't going to drink this time. But uh, the but fact I, that she's gone back did. for more. Yep. 
Thank you for drinking because I'm much more fun when the other people in the room are drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. Yes. Isn't this tasty though? There's like it's... some vanilla. There's a little cinnamon on the finish. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. And uh, it's not super expensive. So go to thinklicker.com and get yourself some. Man, are you uh, are you going to split this, uh, no, I'm this not. promotional graph with I, us? I should have. But I, no, I literally, I was like looking at this. I was like, oh, I got to order more. And that's what, I couldn't remember where I got it. And there's a sticker on the bottle. All right. So there you go. Very good. Very you good. are regretting your decision to have me. On no, spot. not a bit. Not even slightly. I'm just. Uh, I, uh, oh, let me pour you some, please. By all means. We have notes, and uh, it's it's just trying to figure out the transitions. That's all. This is a oh, complicated sure. mental math. Okay. All right. Well, that's your next three yep. right there. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm going to take a short break. From yeah, probably thought. best. Um, I may be sleeping in your parking lot. <laughs> so I hope that's. I'm sure I'm not the first. No, no, you're not. There's, there's you're, lots of. There's actually an air, uh, uh, airstream out back. Oh, nice. Actually, you know where yeah. you are. You're in the cliff, baby. <laughs> um, all right, what do you got, Liz? Sure, go for it. Okay, so when Matt told me you were a history nerd, I was his words. Oh, I am. I feel like you're okay with that. No, um, please. Mm. It's my identity. I had a, this is a this is a real question I think about all the time because um, I feel like I wake up in the morning and I get on Twitter or I read the news and my like the first thing I think is this is dumb like everything is so dumb everything feels so dumb yeah. right now <clears throat> and I like dumbness just holds sway yeah and so I've been wondering like are we living in the dumbest time um, hmm. and so I would say we we are in that maybe literally not the dumbest time, but given all the tools at our disposal. Uh, Define dumb. It's like, an, you know it when you see it. Dumb is right. not about uh, knowledge and it's not about money. So there are lots of people with money that are dumb. Right. Um, Getting hand lots of people. Yes. Lots of people <laughs> that have been to four year university yeah. that I would say are dumb. Mm-hmm. So dumbness is, is, uh, you know, I mean, I compiled a list of it's just, not related to education. Yeah, of dumb things that I saw in the news just in the past like two weeks. Hit me. Uh, so, what if we should we should we structure this as sort of a game? Sure. Oh, like, what? If, what? How about you take the position that uh, that we are living currently in the dumbest time? And you use your your references, and uh, and Chris, you can just uh, try to pull out some historical oh okay arguments. For, I'm, I'm wildly for unprepared for this, so perfect. Good, this will be a game. Yes, it'll be an actual <laughs> game uh, for uh, maybe why we're a little myopic and thinking this is the dumbest time, based on uh, you know some historical examples of dumber times from your argument. And I'll be uh, sort of a referee between us. Does that does that yeah, seem like, like fair. I would that's love fair. to be soothed soothed into thinking maybe this isn't the dumbest time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Can so, I ask a question before we begin this? Yes. Where are we at now, friend-wise? What number are we at? Three. See? What, like I said, what I say, by the end of this thing, we're going to be like four and a half, five, right? So well, now we've we've had drinks together we, now. We've, we've broken we've, bottle. And not just drinks, but Metallica whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Which, just for just for having the Metallica whiskey, you get a point. It's <laughs> <laughs> went from a one to a two the minute this <clears> got <throat> uncorked. Uh, okay, I like this. I like this uh, this format. Let's okay. do it. You right. mean, do you want me to read my whole list just of things? No, read your list. From the news this week? Yeah. The past week? Yeah. So, Donald Trump, which, I mean, he's just always and forever. Yeah, king of dumb. When I look at him... Dumb is a hear little him. generous. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah it's, well, it's just something that like defies yeah. 
Yeah. It's um, it's a nice word in the context. Understanding. Yeah. I, I st- because yeah. by using the word dumb, you're almost saying it's not worth my time to think of a better word for this. This is so bad that like I'm not going to waste brain cells in trying to articulate how bad it is. Yes, we'll and just also call it dumb. No, you know, proudly dumb. That's what that's yeah, that's the problem. Is that's proudly true. ignorant. In a weird way, it's like the most lighthearted way I can think of to talk about yeah. how I feel about him. Yeah, right. fair enough. Um, the space force. Okay. Okay. Are you going to diss the Space Force? Oh, no. The boundary button needs to be a little closer. All right. I'm moving the boundary button. Man, wow. We've touched a nerve. We've touched. Here you go. There yeah. are a couple There's of your... things that Donald Trump has done. They're there. They're there. <laughs> that I, I feel like has, has actually made an, a difference. And one of them is the prison reform thing that Jared pushed through. Right. And... Uh, uh, Thank you, Kim Kardashian. I'm joking about caring about the Space Force. <laughs> yeah, okay. And the I, other one is I the fucking like... Space Force. <laughs> because seriously, you know, fucking extraterrestrials are real people, and they, are, they, they do not have good intentions for our planet. It's true. But the real reason the Space Force is dumb is that we already have a secret Space Force. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 see? All right, I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> Guys, why reinvent something that we've had since, uh, since, since the Area I... 51 incident? In no, the... no, no, no. Since Eisenhower met with the aliens... At Edwards Air Force Base in 1944. <laughs> All right, I'm going to mark the bottle. Yeah. I'm going to mark on the bottle where Matt Alien Conspiracy aliens. came out. There's a line. It's it just right says here. Aliens. It's, it's yep. three inches down the bottle when when Matt. And here's another thing. Why do you think that you're not allowed to fucking overfly new parts of New Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> you notice how when I imitate Matt, I do that weird nerd voice. Yep. That's me overcompensating. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Where you'll never find. <laughs> That's map of when I do. Yes, yeah, so anyway, it's fucking Space Force. <laughs> It's basically the opposite of how Matt sounds, but maybe that's my the, point. That's yeah, my yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But on I'm the just inside, trying to make myself feel better. Yeah. As I said, I've seen yeah. him naked. Um, I, w- <laughs> I don't. I don't know if y'all heard how when Trump talks about the Space Force, how he says the word space, and I cannot do it justice. No. But it's like he really exaggerates the A and the C. So it's like space. The, the A space goes on forever, force. but then he's like. Pss. So when he says the word space force, it sounds. Well, extra he does that dumb. weird thing when he talks. He has that weird underbite. So it's like space, space force. Space force. I, like he's got that weird. Well, and I think he thinks when he emphasizes things, he sounds smart, important smart. and yeah. smart, and yeah. it, it actually d- does the opposite. So. Do you have a bigger problem with the space force itself, or the way he says the word space force? I haven't even invested. That's in fair. learning about it because I don't think it's going to actually That's, yeah, happen. Don't, That's don't, fair. Don't. We already um, have a Space Force. It's called the Air Force. It is. Yeah. <laughs> the Navy actually has the more advanced Space Force. Oh, you're right. Though. You have a good point. You have a good point. But it's like saying we need to invent we need to invent the Land Force. No, it's called the Army. We have one of those. <laughs> well, so that ties in nicely to the next thing, which is about people, but I would also say it's about ideas. So, uh, I think every most of the people that work for Donald Trump are dumb like and but we have to do this thing where we pretend like they're not like we have to talk about how jared kushner is still working on middle east peace yeah he's mm-hmm. not you know no he's not he's working and, on and, middle east nuclear yeah he's what, giving nuclear technology. secrets he's giving yeah. nuclear secrets to the saudis yeah. in exchange for like, giant loans he's not but we still have to talk about it because yeah. we have to pretend people don't know any other way to do things yeah. so we have to talk about the space force and i have to read articles about it and it has to be on the news at the top of the hour like it's a real thing yeah. yeah, like that all feels very dumb. We're all pretending. We're all pretending that this is legitimate and that things are normal. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I remind you, you're on the opposite side of this argument, Chris. 
Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. We're, this is how I'm getting to four. <laughs> By the way, it's, it's backing up our argument. the rules of the game, Chris. <laughs> or am I just rewriting them? This the is way. the Kobayashi Maru. I'm rewriting the fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's all, all I'm doing. Right. I, just, I, I fucking unplugged the, the computer. <laughs> I got that reference. Uh, Thank you. See, Liz got one. All, All right. right. See, four and a half. Yeah, I feel it. it's good. <laughs> we're gonna. He's. We're gonna pass. You guys are gonna hang friendship. out without me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey you want to go get coffee without I'm Matt? Cut this, yeah. uh, this interview out. Hey, Matt's kind of a fucking Stunt. tool. You want to go? You want to go somewhere? And by the way, this is a. We can say swear words on this podcast. Oh yeah. Forty five oh, minutes yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. That, cool. That ship sailed. I think. Yeah. In minute three. Yeah, I think so. I um, just. I've heard. So okay. All right. So more dumb. Howard Schultz running for president. Oh god. Yeah. That one is in that. I mean, Dom again is a nice one, he's but I feel very like he's, he's still trying, even though of all the feedback that he yeah. got. Yep. Yeah. Um, that reminds me, I came up with a consulting firm idea. If you guys want to get in on it, now let me. Oh yeah, we're uh, whatever it is, I'm in. So I don't. I we need to think of a name, but we don't. Mm, we don't. Probably. We're the group. To we do don't that. flesh out ideas for people. We just tell you if your idea is bad or not. Okay. Like we're oh, the person so we're, that will, So we're a PR firm. Oh, like, re, well, like red light. We will give you the red light, but that's all we do. Oh, oh. I love red. You just named it. You just yeah. named it red so, light. I'm, which I'm disappointed because I was hoping we could use Bible Belt Dakota Ring for something. <laughs> since uh, we didn't didn't land on the podcast. But I like red light because that's better than my name I thought of, which was... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> which that's is a hard great to name. spell. It's hard to spell. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard to spell. <laughs> yeah, so, and we have two branches. One is we help, like, small businesses know, like, if their idea about how what to name it or just kind of the direction like <clears throat> I like this red light no don't do that yeah. the other yeah. one where we make more money is for people like Howard Schultz who I guess for 20 years like he's gotten so important that he doesn't have anyone else in his life right. who yeah. can tell right. him that no that firm is called yeah. honey no and yeah. so when <laughs> when he finally has gotten to the point where that is not yeah. working for him anymore yeah. we step in it's George I, Lucas in the prequels yeah uh, yes exactly yes. Yeah. and I feel like Liz you kind of the perfect person to run this consulting firm just having gone through the process of trying to name and design a logo <laughs> for our podcast yeah because yeah, again I don't have ideas but I can tell you, you if you're Idea you is are bad. as good at anybody I've ever met as shooting things down. No, and you just described my job literally like, yeah. as creative director. Like I can't, I don't have any ideas of my own and haven't for decades. But I can tell you what I think of yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, after the podcast, if we want to put that together. No, you, we talked about this. You like did George Lucas during the prequels? Yeah. Like you see all the behind the scenes, and it, there's nobody who go. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, nobody is there. That's a terrible idea. He's too important now to do anything. Yeah. good. Like, it was it was his wife who had the power back then to straighten him out and yeah. make the good stuff happen. So yeah. So uh, casting this muley mouthed awful actor as fucking Darth Vader is a bad idea. Yeah, yep. He's <laughs> like, no, yep. I th I think you're right, George. It's a great idea. This this guy's he's perfect. Anyway, all right, I like your idea. All okay, right. great. So, so what do we say, red light? Yeah, yeah red, red light. light. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Howard Working Schultz. Working title? Mm. <laughs> Howard Schultz running for president. With, yeah. uh, and then yeah. I would also say Bernie Sanders running for president again. Oh, Careful, third that. rail. Third rail. Yeah. I, I don't know. We're going to lose a lot of listeners on that one, Liz. I guess I'm trying to think how I feel about it. I just yeah. feel like he's very controversial. And he's very I think he divisive. He's divisive. You don't find, you don't I think he's still I think he is still divisive uh, to some people. See, I mean I would have been I used to agree with that point of view and I feel like um I feel like the person that's changed my mind more than anything is Donald Trump and I feel like like Bernie Sanders would be a fantastic 
president. Well, uh, at this uh, point, that fan yeah. would, would be a better yeah. choice. Well, but, I, but I also think like nobody else is willing to go out right now. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I'm, I didn't support Bernie Sanders the last time, and I kind of regret it. Uh, in all honesty. Um, and uh, and I feel like he's the only one with the courage to be like we. The only way to save the healthcare system in the U.S. is a single payer system, and he is the only one in the field right now that is saying that as forcefully as it needs to be said. I think so. For me, it's not about policies. If yeah. Joe Biden yeah, decides to run, I, I feel the same way. All right. So it's it's more about I respect not to be an ageist. There's a part of me that agrees with you. I just you can be a little. I feel you guilty can be a little for agreeing ageist, you is though. what I'm saying is what it really what I'm trying to say. Okay. Keep going though. Uh, Keep, no, no, on that point, like here, I want to hear. Oh, I, hear I just, I. F- I don't think that his candidacy is necessarily part of the dumbness. I think a lot of the reactions to his candidacy and some of the people who support him, some of the the extremes, like if you, well, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with them in this. Well, then you're a fucking ageist, anti-Semite, communist, yeah. or, or Nazi, whatever. I'm that's like, part of the dumbness. Yeah, for that's sure. the yes. dumbness. Like, no, I'm allowed to act. I'm, I'm still, yeah. I'm still a progressive or a liberal if I don't think that he's the Messiah. Like, I'm allowed. Yes, you just helped me flesh out my idea. There but I want to hear you. I want to hear you say creative director and more because creative director just shit I, out of that. I think I just want to see the generation of people that have been in charge for thirty years. That's fair. Make room for new voices. I not, honestly, not even new voices. Voices that just haven't been around for thirty years. There are um, people now espousing his policies that are not him. Yeah, and I think that's great. Four years ago, you could not say that because there were only two candidates. Now there are twenty. You and have you have a much you have a much broader group of people, some of which are are as far left as he is. Right, and I think that there's a you know wanting to help. I don't know. Sometimes people, and I'm not saying well, I, I don't know if Bernie is like this. I don't know him, but you know, leading the one person. That's the leader is not the only way to help and be involved and move things forward. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, you know, how I feel about that. She's making so, an excellent argument, though, for this being a very dumb time. Yeah, I just feel like there and maybe I feel like he represents a well, he doesn't represent a generation, but there is a generation of people. And this is not about even like liberal or conservative that just need to get out of the way is too strong but they if they don't help make space for the next generation or even two generations behind them like what are they what are we doing you know maybe not everyone needs to be a senator until they die Mm -hmm. when they're 92 Mm -hmm. that just seems kind of like a shitty way to do things sure um also as an adjunct professor i'm a little sore on the idea of people just working for forever (laughs) Not making space for other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, I really. I now, wondered like, where this was going. That crystallized for me right there. I appreciate and you. you opening. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, to, to sum all that up, it's not even Fucking really tenure track. <laughs> I was just. I mean, let's say Bernie Sanders was say a biology <laughs> professor who <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically, who'd been there for like since freaking ever. All right. I mean, Jesus Christ, Ray. <laughs> Doctor Jablot. Could you please fucking retire? I mean, is something someone might say. <laughs> that said, Bernie wins the nomination. Yeah, you're going to vote for him. Yeah, of course. Well, okay. And I won't. That's because I, you're not a butt hurt Bernie bro. Yeah, yeah. I won't have any reservations yeah. about that. And, and here's a cynical uh, utilitarian consideration for why we might all should support him from the beginning. 
nobody has done anything at all since the last election to protect the electoral system from Russian interference. We know that the only Democrat that Putin was putting any money in supporting was right. Bernie Sanders. So right. maybe we should just go ahead and get So behind. the enemy of our enemy is our friend, <laughs> is what you're saying. No, no. I think Putin's <laughs> behind Bernie Sanders is, is the only one in the so field. So get on that train. So may as well use, use what the extra help we can get. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that might be... Oh my God! That's the most cynical. <laughs> I told you it was cynical. <laughs> that's fucking. That's that's like next level. Thank you. Er, cynical. Thank that's you. like like there's a French safe with a tiny little ball of that cynicism <laughs> that, that is used to measure all other cynicism. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm honored. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm taking that one off the list. Okay. I'm scratching no. it off. <clears throat> um, y'all talked me out of it. Did uh, we? Yeah. Oh, wow. Gee, I didn't even realize Fist we were doing that. Pump, bump, Bam. Bump. Blow it up. I'm open. I'm open to changing my mind. Us too. Mm. Uh, the Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all we all need our guilty pleasures. It's not mine, but I understand. Do y'all know people that watch The Bachelor? We all know people mm-hmm. that watch The Bachelor. <laughs> That's one that I don't. Un- Someone close to you watch it? No. You're making a face. No. Okay. Uh. I feel like I don't need to say anything else. No, okay. it's fine. <laughs> People who don't vaccinate their kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's dumb. Uh, it's the only only person I've ever, well, I guess I, now I've blocked two. Used to be the only person I ever blocked on Facebook was an anti-vaxxer who accused me, when I was defending vaccinations, accused me of working for Big Pharma. <laughs> <laughs> you, you work for Big Needle. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I work for Big... Don't want my kids to get measles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. That's a that's a bit. Um, not so. I had originally written down Robert Jeffress, but I oh. but 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 I thought about it a little harder, and it's not. That's not dumb. That's evil. That's there. You, I agree. I what agree. I think is, is, I find mm-hmm. dumb is we just keep asking him what he thinks. I keep having to hear what he thinks. Yeah, yeah I, know. I keep reading about it in the newspaper. I keep. Like, why do we, why do we, there's some sort of collective beyond people that go to his church that have decided we need to check in with him and see what he thinks about stuff. Mm-hmm. And what if we didn't? Mm-hmm. Like, what if we just what if, stopped? What if we didn't? Could That's we, all. what if, what if we, what if not? Yeah. I feel like we could end this national nightmare by just not yeah. asking, not asking dumb people what they think. Yeah. I, uh, yes. I have a whole folder of angry poetry where half of them are titled church with a billboard. <laughs> Jesus, there's the title of your autobiography yeah, exactly. if ever I heard one. There's uh, that intersection between advertising and faith is one that just, uh, man. You struggle with this more than I do. Oh, uh, really? Well, you indicated that you've come back to your faith a little bit. I have, yeah. Right? Okay, not me. So. It, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> do, you know. Do you know one of the things that actually brought me at least a step closer to coming back to faith was the Pendulette book you gave me. Oh, Sock? Yes, yeah, Sock. When I, when I, like we- Do you still we have that? I, I think you I might still it, have it. I think I gave it back to you. Oh, okay. Well, I've, I've misplaced it. Okay. I probably gave it to someone. I'll look. I, don't, I haven't seen it, it in matter. years. But uh, no, I was, I rejected my faith and we talked about it a yeah. lot. And uh, you gave me this, this book that you thought was like a good, and it was the thing it that- had for the me opposite that, effect. Well, it, what, it had, what it did was it made me realize that what I was rejecting wasn't faith, it was certainty. And there was just as much certainty in that point of view that Fair. made me un, uncomfortable that uh, I was like, I, I don't, this isn't it either. But I, I appreciate his book. It's a good book. And I like, I like the freedom of thought in there. And right. I, uh, I, I have, I, I think I have more in common with most atheists than I do with. Well, to your point on certainty, if I may. Yeah. I think 
if they're honest, most atheists would say we we are certain we are certain that there's no evidence for this belief. Mm-hmm. But if you showed it to us convincingly, we would we would agree with you. Sure. So I think that's they're true. not that certain. You're right. It's just it's more of a, a tone. Oh no, there's a definite. Yeah. And and Penn Gillette is yeah. one of yeah. he's very condescending. I may get to meet him on a project soon, but I can't talk about. I'd that, love so. to meet him, but and, and just go to one of his shows. You can meet him. He, they, he is famous for standing outside oh, okay. of every show. Oh really? After every show, he is famous. He and he and um, Teller are famous for standing outside of their auditorium and meeting fa- anyone who wants to come up and talk to them, and sometimes going to dinner with them. Cool. Yeah. That, that would that's be cool. that'd be a bit of a, that's a long night. <laughs> yeah, that would that'd be exhausting. All right, so am I supposed to rebut you? I don't. We haven't gotten there yet. We haven't finished her list yet. I right. only have a cup. I have a couple more that are like very recent, and then I have a yeah. special mention that's just like my I, favorite dumb thing. Okay. Can I caveat my coming back to faith with sure. with it, it's uh like it's a, the kind of faith that might be open to having like like Prometheus be part of the Trinity somehow. So it's it just, oh. so just, oh. it's not a, so it's, in other words, it, it's, it's, it's a faith that only you, it's mine. <laughs> so you check the spiritual, not religious box uh, when, you, when you do uh, uh, surveys. It's Matt Stafarianism. <laughs> it's yeah. one, there's one adherent. There's one, it's like, it's me and uh, who's the guy that wrote the Watchmen. Oh. Is, is, oh. He like worships oh, the you, snake God guy. Yeah. Alan, <laughs> you and Alan Moore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's it's the two of us, <laughs> right? Well, me and Matt, we was having a, a deep discussion. Um, okay, the next one. So about a month ago, there was this really cute video where this little girl asks Alexa to play Baby Shark. Mm-hmm. Y'all yeah, saw that? Saw that. Which that makes me feel. I feel weird that like three year olds talk to their talk to Alexa like mm-hmm. that are interfacing with that and all that. But that's a. Sure. It was cute. Then uh, a week ago. This video, so there was this guy in Australia who, I don't know if he found it or he killed it, a baby shark. Oh, I don't And I then he turned this. it into a bong. <laughs> and then he smoked out of it while baby shark was playing. He was doing shark hits. Yeah. So I just feel like at that point, we've extended, like we're done. Like as humans, no, we've reached the end of what we can do on the planet. We gave it a good run, yeah. <laughs> right? And I right. think maybe it's time to pack it up. So now we're we're just we're just yeah. humping the corpse at we, this point. Yes, <laughs> we needed that shark to uh, to keep the fish populations down that are eat, overeating on the plankton, which are a primary source of oxygen, which are down to forty percent of what they were twenty years ago. I just read. This is why Matt. You could be his PR same. guy because he had to he had to like close all his social no, media. No, no, no. I'm the saying he, like descended. He on did him. the wrong thing. On him. Yeah. The plankton problem is because of overfishing of sharks. So I'm saying we needed that shark. Oh, you're saying so okay he's, he's yeah. extra bad yeah, yeah he's yeah. extra bad i mean it was you ever a hor- tried to make a, a bong out a, of a plankton though it is a horrible <laughs> video but also like the steps the steps that got him to execute that plan record it and then put it online like that's a pretty no there was a lot of thought into being that dumb yeah yeah see that's <laughs> that's, that's like yeah. peak dumb yeah. you just did it yeah. it's it's that people are thinking so much about being about doing dumb shit that's true <laughs> yep yep and then um this is all just in the last week. Yes. Jesus, what a week. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one that's like current is that not just that we're not doing any, it's not that we're even pretending to do anything about climate change. Mm. Like we're not even pretending to do anything. I feel like yeah. we've, I feel like we've passed the place like 
conservatives that you would use the whole like climate change isn't real. I feel like they realize they don't even have to do that anymore. Yeah, because nobody, it's not a danger that anybody's going to change Because we just don't, anything. nothing's going to, so they're just like, mm. so everyone, we're just greeted with like a giant shrug. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, um, that's a dumb again is like too nice a word for that, but I find that whole yeah. thing difficult. It's super discouraging. Yeah, no, I agree. I, you are making an excellent, you've made an excellent case just in the past week that we are living in peak dome. Yep. And then my, my special mention is from, it's Trump era, but it is not from the last week, but it is my favorite, my very favorite tidbit about him mm. and how he thinks. So he doesn't exercise. No. Do you, y'all know why? He believes there's a finite amount of energy. Is he believes people are like batteries. Okay. And so that if you exercise, you're like using up your energy faster. Mm. Yeah. So he's a moron. Yeah. yeah. But that's an, I mean, what an amazing, again, to reach that conclusion. No one thinks that. Right. Like he made that shit up. Well, and it's just like thinking that you can't have solar, you can't have wind power because you'll use up the wind. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> or, or we can't, we can't use solar power because it gets dark at night. Yeah. Right. right. Like that's. This is just dumb. These are dumb people. Yeah. So anyway, that's just my favorite, my very favorite tidbit about him. Oh, yeah. There's so many. You could bad. do you could do nine hours of podcast just about the dumbness that is that is Donald Trump. So all right. So counterpoints. Yeah. Counterpoint in terms of history. History. All right. Other dumber times. Other dumber times. I would have to. You realize I did position myself to be the one who ultimately decides okay. on this issue. There are, I think, well, first of all, I would say, I think a lot of people think no matter what era they lived in, they thought it was both an age of wonders and the worst things were going strong to hell. Strong start, strong start. Things were going to hell Absolutely. in a handbasket. Totally agree. So if you look at the 1950s, which some would hold up as the, you know, this idyllic time when yeah. men were men and women were women and we were fighting communism, we had a blah, 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 blah. There were people then who thought... We were going to hell in a handbasket, that we were too sinful, we were too this, that there were communists everywhere, whatever. So I think every every person thinks they are living in the dumbest time, with with very few exceptions. Okay. I mean, I, some I, of those people have to be right. Some of those people have to be right. Correct. For me, if we can think we live in the dumbest time because we didn't have Twitter during, like, the Crusades. Okay. Or... The Dark Ages. Oh, snap. Right? Well, it, I mean, to me, I've, I always think of, if I have to think, think of like peak dumb, I think of the Crusades. Okay. And I'll, can I tell you why? Yes, please. Please. Because I'm, I'm excited take, now. take the magical thinking okay. of, uh, of, of faith gone to the worst extreme. You okay. don't, you don't question you, if if someone is a faith leader, you listen to them without question, even if they are telling you to do something that is truly horrific. Horrific, you do it, and and you just picture an entire movement, an entire continent invading another continent, basically because one religious leader told them he thinks you should do that, and then as you go, like the dumb things that happen along the way, what such as well, like. The Children's Crusade. Oh, I was hoping you were going to bring up the Children's like, Crusade. Like a bunch of, like, and, and uh, we don't know if it actually happened let's, as we... Let's pretend it did. But let's pretend it did. But tens of thousands of children, a young, charismatic child, age 12, I think, That's... says, follow me. 
and <laughs> tens of thousands of children do. And they get on boats and are immediately sold into slavery. <laughs> or or if they don't, they are they are they die from plague or they are killed by marauders or whatever. And then they go, Okay, let's try that again. <laughs> and they, Did they really they didn't do another children's crusade, oh, okay. but there were two different leaders who led children's crusades. Okay. One was French, one was German. Or you have um, a, a German king. Follow me across a river in full armor, and he drowns in like knee deep kidding? water. Yeah, for the, the Holy Roman Emperor Frederick II, he died, like literally, like in knee deep water because. How he, have I never heard this? Before? He had armor on, and this he was, was a crusade. Yeah, this was the third crusade, and he was like thrown off of his horse, and he. Is it drowned. possible that God did ask actually ask all these idiots to do this? So that it's a weeding <laughs> out. It out right, he right. promised not to destroy by flood. He didn't promise not to like wipe the idiots out, but with armor and river crossings. Destroyed by terrible decisions. Uh, <laughs> I got, so like, to me, that's peak dumb. Like, okay. like for, strong counterpoint for opening for years, sure. Uh, the fourth crusade. The fourth crusade is is an example of peak dumb. How many crusades were there? Uh, like. I don't know. Like I don't know the canonical. Like, but okay. there's like at least like seven or eight things okay. that they count as crusades. Okay. Fourth crusade, twelve four, twelve five. They go to, they're on their way to the to the Holy Land, and they get to Constantinople, the last bastion of Christianity in the East. Okay, the biggest Christian city in the East, and they get the Crusaders get involved in like the politics of Constantinople, and which which family is ruling, and all this intricate Byzantine, if you will. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I believe that's where we get the word. Um, it might. It politics. Might we'll have to look that up later. <laughs> I feel like we know someone we can talk uh, to. We it's do. After, it's after uh, garnet sauce. Uh, they end up sacking Constantinople. So the Christians lay siege to Constantinople, sack it, and then go in and like kill everybody. <laughs> like destroy it. Like they, they sacked the last city that was like the guardian against the Muslim Hordes. And so, how, how did that happen? Well, it was just because of the and because of the weird political. Well, we're allied with this guy, and we need this city, and they're uh -huh. not helping us. But it's just like, wait, what the? F and they were there for like years doing this. It's like, no, that that to me is peak dumb. That's dumb. Oh. So I would listen to or participate in a history podcast called The Dumbest Time, where you yeah. just took different. We might have just used that as a lens to look to at different. We, yeah. there's, we're we're not super attached would, to this thing. We could just change yeah, yeah, the yeah. I, mean, I mean, let's be honest. This You're is just, not catching on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have you back every time. <laughs> right. So here's another. I just get drunk and talk about what's audible. dumb. Here's another thing that's dumb. <laughs> you know what? My fucking dad. <laughs> you know, whatever it's... Let's go there. Go ahead, Chris. No, let no, it no. out. No, no, no. That's, I'm not going to undo years of therapy. That and I are doing fine. Um, you're doing just fine. Uh, no, no, we're good. So, so, okay, so your argument is that other times have been as dumb, possibly dumber, but what is different about now is we are able to hear about more of it. Dumb people have just, a platform now. You're just able to, like, it's too much More dumb people have a platform. Yeah. Okay. I Every see. anyone can get on like the fact I think we totally take for granted that any dumb person can say anything on Twitter or wherever and is a, that is amplified. Yeah. Like you do not have to have any qualifications to have a platform anymore. I it does drive me so like Donald Trump will tweet something and it's crazy. But I almost find equally as absurd when people reply and they're like, "You sir are lying." 
and then they like tell yeah, him why. Yeah, those, like, those people are assholes. You do that all the time. Because <laughs> it's like he's been all the time. He's been quoted in like HuffPost multiple times for his tweets. <laughs> I, I have occasionally made some. <laughs> Donald Trump said something on Twitter, and the internet responded. Yeah, I've, see, I've gotten mentioned once or twice. Maybe I need to work some stuff out with my therapist. But I just feel like I can I give am, you a phone number. I am no one. No one cares what I have to think. Say like Donald Trump is not listening. Why would I? But he is listening. Why would I respond? Yeah, That's Donald Trump is more likely to I be listening can, than I anybody else. Do you think he else. checks his replies? I think Are he spends fucking hours That's checking. That's most his of what he does. Yeah. That's executive time. Yeah, exactly. I really I just do. Assumed Although I'm surprised I haven't been blocked by him or his son. Executive time was like eating fried chicken, watching Fox News, right? Yelling. But, but twi- like that's tweet- toilet tweeting tweeted. time, <laughs> don't you think? Oh, absolutely. You no, tweeted I have no Don doubt. Jr. too. Oh yeah, because that fucker's going to jail. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, and that's just uh, no. That guy, he's a. Because here's know. my thing. I I hate. Here's what I. If Please I may go. If I may go. Yeah. There is nothing. Well, there's lots, but to me, one of the things that drives me nuts is people who were born on third base and thought they hit a triple. Yes. And and just the whole idea of like this guy thinking that he got where he was because he's like smart or worked hard. No, you were born to a billionaire. Like, <laughs> like that that drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. That drives me nuts. Yep. Just own it. Own it. Well, he's You're also very an lucky. idiot. He isn't even like a smart yeah. person that was born on third base. He's an he's an idiot. Yeah, my favorite is you can't you can't judge like you get an argument, you can't judge a person's intelligence by their spelling and grammar. Of course you fucking can. (laughs) Of course you can. (laughs) So by the time this comes out, Mueller's report might have already been released. But you you guys are like emotionally prepared for it to not be public. And it also not like lead to anybody else going to prison. Smoking gun. Oh yeah. I'm emotionally prepared for a second Trump presidency. I mean it's 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 going to suck, but that's, I mean, we have established how dumb the world is and we've established how unprincipled our leaders are that would have the power to do anything and correct this. So, yeah, I'll be surprised if, I'll be pleasantly surprised if the right thing happens. I just wanted to make sure everyone here had been, like, preparing thank themselves you. appropriately. Very, very motherly. Okay. No, thank you for, that's very, that is truly okay. maternal, but thank you for <clears throat> looking out for us. I, am, yep. I, I say I'm prepared. But I reserve the right to <laughs> to crumble. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm going to follow you on Twitter. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Oh no! It's, please do. It's a ride. It's a ride. Um, some shit out. <laughs> okay, so the the the, the Crusades counter argument is strong. Just a, just one example. Okay, you can, you're welcome to make more. witch trials. Another example. Okay, you know another time. Which the witch trials are pretty dumb. Uh, I just read a great book that you would love uh, called uh, Fantasyland. Okay, and it is it's by uh, Kurt Anderson, and it is the 500 year history of how America lost its mind, or how America went nuts, or something okay. like that. And it's basically about how Americans are we Americans. It's in our DNA to um, believe. Uh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> to, to believe crazy things. Uh, yeah, already, I'm offended. <laughs> already, uh, no, you're you're. I think you're named. You're actually named in this book. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Chapter 47. Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> Prometheus the snake guy. <laughs> no, it's it's uh it's just like how not to offend the Virgin Mary. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first people that came here were li- were literally like they thought that there was gold in huge chunks in Virginia, and then the next have people- we established conclusively that there isn't. <laughs> 
I believe the colony of Roanoke has proven to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then then um, then that the, the 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 pilgrim the Puritans came over and uh-huh. and they were here looking for this religious utopia and immediately splintered into like fifty different things and and just how now we believe uh, how we don't believe climate change how we don't believe yeah. the snake oil the whole period the satanic panic of the 80s oh yeah like how we are so there's a conversation we have talked about yes this the which to me the best music in the world came out of the satanic yeah. panic of the 80s so the, the he makes good arguments that like they're all the dumbest time okay you know there's always somebody the chemtrails and this and the mm-hmm. sorry matt are you a chemtrail? Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Right, chemtrails are idiotic. Oh, okay, good. The aliens are here among us and, in, and embedded in our government, but chemtrails are bullshit. <laughs> but if you believe chemtrails, you're an idiot. <laughs> so, but I would say that let's, if every people have always been this dumb, we're as dumb as we've always been, but we have more knowledge and the ability to learn those things is more accessible than it's ever been. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet we still... The but ignorance is more willful. Struggle to yeah, be as dumb. But also, and dumb. It, I, I think, as human nature, any knowledge that is different than what we already believe and hold, we are going to reject. That's true. Right? There's, so, I mean, that's scientifically shown, I mean, over and over again. Yeah, so so it doesn't matter how much... I mean, we, uh, we encounter more new information, we've talked about this, no, more new information in a week than people 500 years ago encountered in, in, their, whole, in their whole lives. Yeah. You know, and but we still have our our beliefs. I yeah. believe that I will see my grandmother again when I die, and I believe whatever. And if you tell me something that contradicts that, I'm not going to buy it. Because like you, like we just said earlier, we just today. Yes, we, you made a good argument that we live in a very dumb time. And today, evolution, uh, biogenesis was observed yeah. in a lab <laughs> environment. So there are very smart things happening. But there are people that will always reject those new smart things because it's painful to have our held beliefs contradicted by new knowledge. That's true. So dumbness is the story of humanity, and we're just playing it out in a new way for our current Matt's times. Matt's exploded. <laughs> wow. Make the, do the, make the noise well again. Well done. <laughs> it's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, so I mean, I, like buy, I would buy that. I think there's, there's, everybody's making good points, but here's where I'm going to come down a little bit on Liz's side. Hypothetically, mm-hmm. if you were to take the tools of technology that we currently have and dump them into the time of the Crusades, right? I think you could run a billion simulations of that society, and you would not get a society that invented the leaf blower. <laughs> I wondered how we were going to bring this around to a, to a leaf blower. Oh, my God. Oh, this is a leaf blower. We, you would not get a society that invented the Fast and the Furious 7. <laughs> we can have a whole conversation about the Fast and the Furious. I one of my one. guilty pleasures. All right. We're going to get to that. But Liz, this Liz just perked up the most I've seen her excited all day. You just should know in our like in the prep, like right. This is my prep for this. Matt literally said, "I'm just bringing the leaf blower." I've seen That's you on I Facebook got. go on like spirited rants oh, about the leaf blower, well, uh, the like, scourge. We as a society have like it, it is the most American thing apart from Moby Dick that I am aware of is the fact that we have all of these tools at our disposal and we used them to create an engine 
to make our problems someone else's problems. <laughs> Are not all of our engines? <laughs> Matt, for Christmas, I got a banana slicer for Christmas. From Do you leave the banana peels in your neighbor's yard? <laughs> Oh, I see. So, so I got a banana slicer and catapult would, would be the, <laughs> yes, would be the equivalent. Would be, exactly. Right. The, but also <laughs> half of it blows blows back in your yard. Yeah. Right. Like you you it's put a, the yeah, banana Sisyphean. in. Yeah. Like that's what's oh, an extra. Sisyphean. Did I Sylvan, But yes. Sylvan and Sisyphean. There's got to be a great word that would that would describe. The oh, sus- look at that. The, the Sisyphean the leafy, of leafy, <laughs> leafiness. Leafy Sylvician. We'll work on it. All right. Okay. Later. We'll, after we'll, get, we'll get red light we'll to work on yeah. it. <laughs> we'll come back for a mini-sode. Uh, Brian, my husband, did ask, because I, I mentioned this, okay. what if what if the leaf blower is electric? Like, he has, like, an electric leaf blower. It's still fundamentally flawed in its, in its point. So Brian is bad. Yes. Okay. I am friends with Brian, Your and husband Brian is, is wrong. <clears throat> Brian is part of the problem. Why? I think he'll be fine with that. So is, now, your, is now your problem the, with leaf blowers the noise? What is your... So it is multifaceted. The noise certainly bothers me. Like, okay. And the time that people use that use leaf blowers use them on weekends, and they're noisy, and they wake you up. But that's not... It's fundamentally... It is, instead of dealing with your own problem, you are using a literal engine to blow the problem into... Out of your domain to where it by geographically becomes no longer, arbitrarily geographically becomes no longer your problem. So the biologist in me would like to also say it's people should reframe. Leaves are not a problem. Exactly. They're Thank car- you. They're carbon and putting, yes. having them on your yard actually like yes. that will compost down. Yeah. That and makes, you need that yeah, carbon it's a total, for your soil. It's an aesthetic that thing. That makes yeah. it like, more, even more sense. It's actually yeah, it's like, a, it like humans engine. are the only thing that think, oh, I don't know what to do with this. Yes. Like it's waste. It's an engine yeah. to solve a problem that doesn't exist and by making that problem somebody else's problem. And, well, and like then you, so many yeah, layers You end up buying fertilizer for your lawn, which we shouldn't even really have lawn. That's yeah, I agree. I agree with all of this 100%. So, that is such a hipster con- coffee shop thing to say. You've converted me. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm, I do, I'm a I leaf do think, blower radicalist now. I do think, but leaf blowers are often utilized by people who like, their job is to like, you know, like yard crews. Like their job is to clean up your yard, you know. Yeah. The people that own those yards need to redefine yeah, I would totally agree. I have honestly, I've daydreamed. I, th- I think I may do this. I'm thinking of starting a campaign like called Leaf Blower Free and just give like stickers to crews that say, we are leaf blower free. Little yard signs, we are leaf blower free. I'm also thinking of selling stickers that say, leaf blowers cause autism. <laughs> oh, no. no. Why not? If I'm, can... I'm anti-blow. <laughs> well, the boundary button was just hit by Liz at 134, 3040. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like just... the gong show. Yeah, autism jokes. Well, let me ask you a question. If people can make up other shit that causes autism, why can't I pin it on something I hate? Question, question though. Question about leaves. You said leaves in your lawn. All right. Compost, natural. What about my garage? Go for it. Bring them. Take them in there. Oh, like, wait, you want them in your garage? No, I'm saying like my, the only time I would ever use, like the only time I give a crap about leaves is when they're like filling up my garage because so they blow. Should, I will, I will buy a, a broom for I was anyone. Say, use a fucking no, broom. No, we use there a broom. Yeah, we use a broom. That's going to be yeah. part of leaf, the leaf blower free campaign. It's going to be like trading your guns for all right school books but, or whatever. But would you at least concede that leaves in my garage might be a problem and I would need to get them out? Yes, and okay. I think there are other solutions. There. All right, what if I blow them with a leaf blower type object out of my garage, but then collect them and either compost them or put them in my yard? 
I'm gonna let Liz. Liz, the question was directed at Liz, so I'm. Well, it's right for the room. It's for the how tiny much does hot a leaf room. Blower cost. <laughs> I, I'm happy to report. Do you know I have how much no leaf idea. blowers cost? I do not. However, the only thing I have in my house that is can be used as a leaf blower, I have a shop vac, which if you like, click the button the other way. Yeah, we'll blow stuff. It goes from suck to blow. So. A couple things. I don't know. I try not to have too many things that just serve one purpose. So your yeah. leaf blower is literally like just for blowing leaves out of your garage. Like you already have a shop vac. Right. Uh, the other though. thing. The other thing. Convenience. <laughs> convenience is killing us as a society. And yeah. at the point at which you can afford a house with a garage, you're probably in a position where you can just find the time to. Oh, I made my kids do it. Yeah. There you go. See, Solved. that's what kids are for. Yeah. We don't have farms yeah. anymore. Yeah. But. To, to answer the spirit of the, the strict letter of your question, it, morally, I have no objection to blowing your leaves into a pile where you take care of them. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, but that blowing them like into other people's lawn, that's just one, shitty. Or into the street is shitty, too, yeah. which is what most people do. One out of 50 people that I've seen use leaf blowers blow them into piles to then bag them and take care of their own leaves. Assumed, it just doesn't happen. I assumed you were also against like emissions from the little town. Yeah, I don't motor. like that. I'm just saying my chief moral objection is... The, blowing them in someone's yard. It is sort of yeah. hubristic, though, yeah. also to think that you are going to blow these leaves somewhere. And then we Imagine. all live in a leaf blower called the wind. Yes. <laughs> which is going to just send the leaves back yeah. wherever it wants them yeah, to exactly. go. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Thank I, you. I don't have quite the, <clears throat> the emotional reaction to the leaf blower, but I do think they are a bit. And I'm not sure why they need to be quite so noisy. I agree. That's part of it as well, for sure. All right. <sighs> we've solved it. I think we did. Um, were there other historical examples you, you wanted to throw out there? Just, I mean. Oh, no. Forget that. We've solved it. We've, yeah, we solved you it. You said you had something relevant to, to Fast and the Furious. I oh. had a, I had a, like, a, I was supposed to work in an advertising, like a sneak advertising question That's that ended, so in, oh. ended in, a, in the Fast and the Furious joke, and I just, I forgot, so. Well, no, I, you're, you're Fast, I know you wrote some things that you had did they did you ever find out if they ended up I in the Fast and the Furious I need to go watch it was Fast and Furious what, which one did I say it was six five no it wasn't five it was six six or seven one okay. of the good ones one of the good ones one of the good ones and I I heard what, what I heard was that they changed something and like maybe the deal fell apart before oh. the movie so I, I don't know I never actually went to check whether any of it made it in right. I need I haven't seen that one I, so I, I need to go the, as far as the Fast and the Furious is concerned that uh, that is a true guilty pleasure okay. for me. Like not and not that guilty. Like I I think guilty pleasures are actually sort of a misnomer. Yeah. Like if you like it, you like it. And, sure. I mean, unless it's something like illegal, but <laughs> I mean that should probably be a guilty pleasure. But like, look, the Fast and Furious. No, they're they're dumb movies, but they look freaking great. The car sequences are like amazing. But my thing about the Fast and the Furious, my wife always laughs at me. I, I, of all the Fast and the Furious, I love Tokyo Drift. I still haven't seen that one. Have I've not, heard it's good. And I'm not sure it's canon because it's Yeah, it's have, complicated. Except for a small, uh, I think there's a cameo by Vin Diesel at the end. 
that that is not that does not have the whole is the it, main cast. Is it like alternate reality, like Star Trek, like no. parallel timeline? Thing, it's one of those like? things where I actually looked at this on Wikipedia the other day. Oh, okay, so like it is. I can't remember in between which movie, but like you have to pretend it's between like the fifth and the sixth one, or the sixth and the oh, seventh. You do? Well, uh, I'm about to spoiler. If you do not want to be spoiled about like Fast and Furious War, you should fast forward. But the, um, Jason Statham's character kills Han. Oh, wait, what? What? Where have you been? in the at, the at the end of one of the? I can't remember which movie. Oh, see, that's the thing. Because I don't know that, if I've ever watched so them all like, all the way through. They're just on, and I assume yeah. they're all the same movie. No, because he dies in the third one, right? I don't. So okay, don't know. character Han apparently dies in the third one, and so they did like a post credit scene. In, oh. w- in whichever one Jason Statham is the bad guy and shows him quote unquote killing him like he oh. died in a car accident so they kind of tie that up so you have to pretend the third movie actually was like a um, occurring wow this is a lot in of between either the fifth and sixth one or the sixth and seventh one but oh. you have to also ignore how all of their clothes are from oh. whatever year <clears throat> that you I'm, have to suspend disbelief I'm yeah. sure I'm sure a dedicated Uber fan could figure out some sort of sci-fi contraption that would resolve all yeah. of these yeah. conundrums. Someone can retcon this. I mean, it's Paramount, and they're and, and I just read that uh, I don't remember what year it was, but uh, but Fast and Furious surpassed Star Trek as their greatest grossing Doesn't franchise me at all. of all time. Have you seen the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw? Yes, I'm very excited. Yeah, you're in. Oh, totally. Yeah. We Idris, should go. We Idris should, Elba I mean, is the bad guy, it. and Ooh. someone says, "Who are you?" And he literally says, "Bad guy." Yeah, and that's The Rock and Jason right. Statham. Mm-hmm. Right. right. The Rock. I would watch The Rock make a sandwich. I find him. I find him. If you follow him on Instagram, you basically can. I do. Yeah, me I do, too. I do follow him on Instagram. He's one of the only celebrities I follow. And he on is like humble, and he's down. Like I, I dig that cat. Like he's one of. I think he's just awesome. Like, I just have a huge man crush on The Rock. I said it. There, I said it. And, and for my money, I've said this, it's controversial. Uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, was the greatest film of that year. I watched that on a plane because I heard, I read your rave about it on Facebook. And was I wrong? It was fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. You did not have my... I really wanted you to be right. No. I. To me, I got the same sort of just fun, super adventure feeling that I got watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. For me, those movies were like, uh, well, one, I feel like maybe the best movie ever made. I haven't gone to see the second one, but but was the Lego movie. Okay. Um, I just saw I've heard the, the second, second one. one is very good. The I second one is too. good. It is not... Too much, sex. Too much sex. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too much sex. Yeah. Too much nudity. <laughs> too so, much, too much blue. occult Christianity. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's worth seeing. Um, okay, I'll see it. But that and like... Why uh, do I think that you have a Lego movie occult Christianity screenplay <laughs> literally sitting in a fucking drawer somewhere? So today I was working on the scene uh, where uh, we built three tabernacles and uh, three yellow figures appeared. And <laughs> We got to talk after the, after the show. <laughs> oh All right. Uh, they're making a second Jumanji. You mean a third? Yeah, sorry. They're making a new okay. A, I'm a in. new new one. I loved it, but I I, I only know this because I follow The Rock on Instagram. Yeah, cool. So. Who is literally never not shooting? He, no, he's always always hustling. He's in he's in fifteen movies in the next six weeks. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, I can't thank you enough for having me. Oh yeah, cheers, man. This, this is, is fun. This is yeah. a blast. Super fun. I hope it was thank fun. you for joining and, us. And I'm sorry I didn't save any Pashtu. Uh, 
orphans, or and I, I, I haven't written any poetry or painted. The night is young. <laughs> You're right. You're right. This, I am an old cliff, so you never know yeah, what's going to happen. It could happen. Um, but Just I, keep your heart open, man. <laughs> Jeez. Thank you guys for having me. I was like super honored. I was kind of nervous. I was a little nervous. You, again, you didn't show. Like you were on, you were on Jeopardy. Okay? I, I never think it turned out fine. You tell me. I think it was. I, I, I think it was great. Blast. And we, look at we drank a lot of this. We we plowed My through goodness. that Metallica whiskey. My goodness, yeah. I was supposed to go to the gym after this, but I don't think it's going to happen. That's not going to happen. That was why I didn't That's want to happen. drink, and then it's too late now. Uh, why do you schedule a gym after the? That was dumb. It just was the only only hole I had in my day. So peak dumb. Mm. Peak dumb. All <laughs> right. I tilted it back to today. Yeah. I'm going to go to Snuffers and then head to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take some cheese fries and then compact. Cheers, Cheers. Thank y'all. All right. That was our episode. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, congratulations. Our longest. We're proud of you. Yeah, longest podcast to date. So you're a you're a real you're a real pal mm-hmm. for hanging in there. Follow uh, Chris on Twitter at Metallica. You can also follow me at Blonde Sprout if you want. Yep. Um, you don't have to though. It's not. I just uh, tweet every couple days that um, today is dumber than and meaner than the last. It's a bit that works, though. Uh, Don't sell yourself yeah, short. Yeah, so, I mean, because it's true every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to our website, questionablepodcast.com, and you can see pictures of Chris and uh, maybe even pictures of Chris and me in spandex and fishnet from our hair metal cover band days. Uh, rate us on iTunes, please. We, yeah. We have um, a perfect five-star rating, so really we're asking, all we're asking is for that average to come down a little bit, so it's a little more realistic. Not really. Give us five stars. I was going to say, I'm not asking for that. Just you. Um, also, thank you to our editorial consultant extraordinaire, Ashley Bull. Ashley Bull. And our sound editor, is that? He just said editor. I asked editor. him. Editor. I really pressed him for a more specific title. He's like, just call me editor. Uh, Aaron Garcia, who helps us sound better than we would. Yep. All right, that's it. All right, see you next time. Bye.